What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Jage Givens here. And we'll see. And welcome to yet another episode of the Acromas Podcast, episode 74. My word, 74 straight episodes on this. Happy Sunday to all of you guys joining us. It is pretty early in the morning, 930. If you are not watching it now, you're probably watching it sometime in the future, wherever you are, especially those who are listening on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you're hearing this, we want to thank you for joining us. If you are holding up your phone or you're sitting in front of your laptop and you're watching us, that can only mean one thing. That means you are watching us on YouTube. And if you are on YouTube, here's what I want you to do. If you have not done so already, I need you to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and hit that notification bell so the next time that you hop on YouTube and you're scrolling through your feed, this new episode of the Acromas Podcast will be sitting there waiting for you to click play. And most of all, well, I think we went over this 73 times. So what's one more, right? It's free to do those things Jay just mentioned, right? To like, to subscribe. Enjoy all this content that's being given to you for no charge of you as now. But educating and helping yourself grab these gems that are just falling out of our pockets. And just It just comes naturally to us because we just give you life experiences. And, you know, we sh- we're letting you in on, like, some gems that if you haven't experienced, you have a better understanding because someone that's important to you has probably gone through it or will. So help yourself help them by helping us help you. Please, make sure you like our content, guys. We need to know that you're actually enjoying what we're giving out to you because we put a lot of time and effort into this. And also subscribe and then share it as well. You know, so you can be the first one to get it every time we drop it, like on this Sunday. And if you haven't had a chance to go back and check out the other 73, because I promise you there's at least one episode dedicated to you. So please tune in. Let's have a good time. Absolutely. Do not be selfish with these gems. I, I, I know we say this every single week, but there are so many gems in each and every one of these episodes. And it's important that you hear it, your friends hear it, your mother, your father, your granddaughter, your daughter, whoever, does not matter. They all need to get these gems each and every week because we are putting them out each and every single week. We'll see what a week it has been. So last week we did cap off our beautiful summer session, right? our summer series that we've been putting together over these past couple of weeks. And we ended on the fat burning advice. So I, I, I would say truthfully, I took that advice maybe five days out of the week, which is pretty good. Right. I mean, if, if we're talking about averages, then I'm on the good side of that average. So was able to hit the gym. If you, if you are not familiar with our fitness brand, it's Acromas fitness. We keep that Acromas name going wherever we go. Check out our page. You'll see some of the workouts we'll be doing. You'll see some of the stories Will C's been putting together with some of the comeback that he's been going through. Um, It's great content and it's motivational for you to step out there, step out of your comfort zone and really get into shape because summer is only a few days away, man. So why not start off the summer with a bang? Check out some of these last episodes we have. Um, the, the, The most important thing that you could do besides playing it and listening to it and sharing it is also applying action to it. That is the most important part because ladies and gentlemen, that's the only way you're going to see results. Am I right? We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's actually, you know, it's coming up with the plan, executing, you know, follow through on it and having the purpose behind it is what's going to keep it going forward as you continue to try to grow and learn more about yourself. And as we mentioned last week, you want to make sure that uh, you love yourself through the process of doing this, right? It isn't always the easiest thing to do. Even when you're facing adversities of your own, you've got to check in with you and see how you're feeling through the process. So as Jay mentioned, we are in basically getting to the heart of summer. It's going to be coming soon, faster than you, you know it around the corner. Uh, so start loving yourself today. Like get out there, start appreciating you, feel good about the process of it. And, and as we mentioned it's a slow build, right? So you may not be physically where you want to be this summer. Maybe you feel like it's not enough time, depending on what your goal set is. But it's the slow stepping, stepping stones that you need to put in place to get there. So for 2023, you can kill the game. But right now, how you feel going on to that point is going to be the game changer for you. So if your mind is in the right place, you know, everything goes to fall in line. And, and as, as Jay mentioned, you know, Jay's been putting in that work. I know you guys, long-time viewers and listeners that's been watching his IG and been watching on Chroma's IG, Chroma's Fitness. Listen, the work has been going in. He's been doing his thing. 
Uh, he had to fold uh, sometimes past week about leg day. And as I, I, I commented on it. Listen, I hate leg day. It's not my, my, my forte. It's not my strength. I'm more of a running guy. I'm more of a cardiovascular type of that workout. That's not my thing. But I love myself enough to dedicate some time to me for that as well. Because I, I want my legs to look good. You know, I, I want to look good. I want my physique to look nice. Yeah. So I know that workout coming in with it too. Um, but it was fun to be able to have a conversation with that and just kind of engage with, uh, with with Jay, with other folks about looking and listening to what they had to say to him as well. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you find out in those instances you have a lot more common than you realize with people you don't even know. Um, but it's all one objective and that's to love yourself the right way. And um, it was really cool to see it. And with my own story, uh, I guess my comeback story of working through some physical ailments some some things I've been dealing with medically um, and just choosing me over it because I know what I can do. So I, I'm just applying to give that energy and uh, keep watching, keep watching the progress because it's in full motion. Uh, you know, Transformation 2.0 is on the way for myself and for Jay, uh, the Chromos community. We watch you out there too. We know we got a lot of folks out there that's been, Constantly still putting in the work. Shout out to you, Lean Faith. We know you've been grinding, been doing your She's thing. Grinder, so keep bro. it up. Straight yeah, up. we've been watching about that business, right? Yeah. So uh yeah, we just we we love to give back and to appreciate you as much as you know you giving to us and this is what we do here. Uh, so yeah, this is where we are, man. Heart of summer is here. Love yourself the right way, put that work in so you can look good as you feel. Come on. Well, I mean, it's time to get it, bro. Like I honestly. This is coming from me. I'm not necessarily the person who goes into the gym to record myself. So I, I would say that, yeah, I'm look, I'm always in the gym. And sometimes I don't necessarily show that proof on social media. But because we're more of an online brand right now, I think it is important to put that message out there. So I really started dabbling into the recording a bit. And at first I was like, oh, my God, it's going to take away from my workout or somebody's going to walk in front of my camera and be so blown because now they're in my shot as I'm trying to get the workout in. But I've been really strategic with my phone, man. Sometimes the angles might not be the best, but you just got to bear with me. Just know that the work is going in. The promise is still doing the work. I'm hoping you're doing the work as well. And look, most of all, the one thing I realize is that if you have a talent, you got to showcase it, man. All of these social media sites are up now for you to do so. And there are some others who, who don't necessarily take advantage of it. You know, me being myself, I was one of those people who didn't necessarily do it. But there are others who are just blowing the game away. So we want to be able to introduce our guest this week. It's been a while since we had a guest on, but we needed to get somebody who was this talented onto this podcast to discuss exactly what they are all about. Our next guest is a customizing artist who enjoys adding his own flavor to anything he can get his hands on from sneakers to jackets, home decor, and more. I mean, you got to check out this guy's page and he'll get to it later on in this episode. But for right now, ladies and gentlemen, on episode 74, please welcome Niamu, the raw talent. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Gentlemen, how's it going? Man, blessed. Another day, another day in the week. We <laughs> want to welcome you to this podcast, man. It's a pleasure having you on. Likewise. I know, I know before we were able to jump on, we we just had to, we got to do some scrolling, man. So we checked out your page. We checked out what you can do. I got to say, you're one of the most talented people I have seen <laughs> creating <laughs> some of the stuff you've been able to, man. I, I just, I will say, I want to start off this podcast by just saying, man, how did you get started into this, bro? Great question. So customizing was at a very, very, very far idea. Um, I've always been an artist. Art was always a part of my life. It's in my blood. Uh, both my parents are artists. My mother had become a very fine artist from college. So she does realism painting, uh, amazing portraits. My father is also a great abstract artist. So I was always exposed to it. You know, they used to paint their own shirts. My mother would just paint something and hang it on the wall. My dad um, crafts stuff. He now crafts these amazing staffs. I'm trying to help him make an Instagram page because I helped my mom make one. So I'm helping them with that. So it was always an exposure. So as a kid, I always loved sketching and doodling. Mm -hmm. um, my favorite cartoon characters coming up my own ideas for cartoons so as a child in high school I always knew I want to be a cartoonist I always want to be an artist 
um, that necessarily didn't always become the direct path. You know, things were going to college and stuff kind of took a turn. But working nine to five, I've always uh, met people who's like, hey, can you sketch this tattoo idea for me? Or I had a couple of people who wanted me to paint something. So I actually got into painting. I want to say a little after high school, maybe in like 2010. Somebody asked me to do a canvas. So I sketched it out. I started learning how to probably, you know, stroke the brush, how to paint. My mom helped me with that. Uh, back in high school, I did simple stuff. Like I would put um, maybe a word or something on a t-shirt and I learned how to use stencils. So really basic ways of customizing, but it was never like a big idea for me. It was just something to make my own clothes because working in high school, I worked at a shoe store, but I was only making like $7 an hour. So the most lucrative way to kind of look cool and have my own style was to run across the Foot Locker, do the, what was it, the five for 20, give my own t-shirts <laughs> and then I would paint them you know like I would paint little basketballs on them with a basketball stencil and put my favorite basketball team stuff like that but it was never like idea like oh man I can customize actually get into like maybe I could do my own t-shirt business so different ideas like that doing personal stuff was like a building to something I didn't know I really wanted to do I had a passion about so customizer kind of snuck up on me because I was trying to figure out a way to really start making money off my art as I was getting older. You know, this was before my wife. This was before my sons. Uh, I remember I was doing a, a an event called Pancakes and Booze. Um, I was working at the bank and I found out about this event. So I signed up for it. But of course, I needed um, pieces like majority of my pieces I did canvas paintings got started getting a little better we're doing canvas paintings and then I had a crazy idea I had this old electric guitar I got as a kid and I decided okay maybe you know what maybe I could paint this and I spray painted it people loved it I kind of had it like a style like Spider-Man and people were like oh man so you paint stuff outside of canvases I was like I mean I dip and dab but you know it was more so about the canvases but I just wanted to do another piece to really show something so from that point it really started thinking I was like so Canvas paintings are great. If someone requests you to paint something, that's awesome. But not everybody likes the style of art I do on their wall. You know, they want, if they're going to hang something on their wall, they want like fine art, geometrical abstract, something like this. Because I was thinking maybe I can get deals with hotels. But I went to a couple of hotels. It's like, you know what? My cartoony, crazy wacky style you're not going to see in a hotel lobby you know they want that fine art which i'm not mad at but it's just not my lane so i started thinking who will want this and i was like okay you know what people love that guitar so much let me see what else i can do so then another co-worker talked to me at another job um, a little later down the line and this is about the time um, i was married our first son was a little older second son was on the way and she asked me to do a flower pot and that's like one of the first, first Instagram posts I did. And I took this flower pot, I was like, no problem, it's metal, spray paint. Once I spray paint with the base, I can do acrylic painting. So I took it, sanded it down, sprayed it down, some purple uh, spray paint, started doing fine details with acrylic paint. And I started realizing, you know, along my hand study, I can pretty much, you know, either freehand or sketch it out first. And she loved it. You know, I had beautiful women on each panel with like nature, flowers, everything. So I was like, okay, so maybe my niche can be, give me something and I'll paint it custom one of a kind. So it doesn't have to necessarily be a canvas on a wall. It can be anything. So now I started doing research about customization. And that's when I realized sneakers was like the number one item. And I was like, okay, everybody loves sneakers. That's, that's definitely lucrative. I started doing research on uh, YouTube. I was like, okay, so with leather, you got to uh, prep it by you do an acetone. If it's suede, you might have to do this, clean it first. And I started following different artists on Instagram and YouTube, picking up tips and tricks on how to properly apply the paint. I came across Angela's Paint. That's like one of the best brands that people suggest to use to do customization on shoes. And I was like, okay, so outside of everything else, guitars, bases, stuff like that, sneakers might be that ongoing niche. So at first I was like, okay, what if I open a store and people bring that to me? I started researching overhead and startup costs. I was like, okay, 
I don't really like it's not tattoos. I don't really need a storefront. I really just need a place people can bring it so they can meet me up at a coffee shop or my house, depending on how I know them, give me their shoes or whatever, and we'll paint like that. So uh, first pair of shoes I did was uh, for my wife. And in a minute, I can show you those. Um, this was back, uh, this is like our first Christmas with my oldest son was born. So maybe 20, maybe 2018. And I painted for her just out of support because... You know, I'm not about to quit my nine to five. That's not happening. But just a little free time I got, I want to try to really do this. Just, you know, just 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 to keep my creative juices flowing. And that's my biggest thing. Even and that's my advice. Even if you have a nine to five, find some way, find some time to pour into that actual passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to get lost. And that's happened to me a couple of times before I really got things going where I would just get lost. I don't think about art and I feel a piece of myself missing because outside of being a parent, outside of being a spouse, outside of being an employee, who are you? Cause you didn't have to get the job. You may not have met your spouse. It may not have conceived kids. So if you took all that away, who are you? And that, and I think that's, what's important. We lose ourselves in a daily life. And don't get me wrong. I love my wife. I love my kids. I'm thankful for the job I have because it provides so much for us, but you've got to remember who you are at your core and take time for yourself. And my time for myself is working on my art. So from that point, uh it started flowing in you know it'll be gaps and weeks in between but the more i posted the more people like hey you think you could do this or that and and you know people and it started kicking off you know so i started a youtube channel and you know sneakers started coming in i'm like man this is fun so since then it's just been great you know i tell people um all you gotta do is supply the item we'll discuss the price for art labor after that but yeah just that kind of how I built you know I never thought about actually doing it um outside of being like an animator or cartoonist or comic book designer but this has been the funnest form of expression for my passion of art you know I love sketching I've always loved sketching I've always loved doodling but taking something and putting my own touch on it has been the funnest form of my uh, artistic expression. That's an amazing story, man. I, I the, one, the one thing I was, I would think take away from that too, is that because it, it sort of runs in your family, right? It was a, it was a natural talent that you saw that you had. And I think a lot of the times, a lot of us have this natural raw talent to, to be someone or do something but sometimes we just don't want to put that out there because maybe we're afraid of scrutiny. Maybe we're, we're too nervous. Maybe we don't know. We don't know if everybody would like it. Like, was there a time for you when you were just getting out there and you started to explode a little bit more that you started having a little bit of anxiety getting out there to, to people that were strangers or you've never met before? And if so, how were you able to overcome that? So a lot of my early on customers were people that I met and that actually helped a lot mm. because it kind of gives a comfort to if I did disappoint, then maybe we could talk it out. Maybe there's a way we can recuperate, you know, say, um, but I will say like first time I did a pair of Air Force Ones, I was nervous uh because if i mess up these shoes i can't just run out and buy another pair i mean i probably could but just think about how much money i had to spend <laughs> would hit me you know so it's pretty much like whatever he paid me to do it is probably be eaten up by the cost of me having to buy him a new pair um but i do know a t- there was actually you know what there was a time i did a uh I was paying a motorcycle helmet for um, our pastor. It was this pastor that married my wife and I. And he was always supportive of me when he found out I was an artist. And during one of the um, times we were there and he gave a sermon, you know, he said there was the uh, topic was, you know, small businesses, you know, different streams of revenue, you know, working on nine to five, but having something on the side and not only increase, but also um, keep your passion going. And, you know, he wanted to invest in me. And pouring to me, and he uh, commissioned me to do his motorcycle helmet. So off the break, as soon as I have a new item or project I'm going to do, I immediately do research. 
go to YouTube, Google, ins and outs, the best tips on how to properly do this, you know, how to prep the motorcycle helmet, how to properly paint it. You know, you got to make sure the integrity of the shell isn't compromised because, you know, that's a safety uh, uh, equipment. So I'm working on it. I'm doing what I got to do. I, uh, I was feeling good. I got a little too lax. So during this time, I was taking some classes at a community college for UDC. And I was pretty tired because I was working a, a night job. I was working from, I want to say, 11 at night to 7 in the morning. Then I'll go to community college from like 9 to 1030. Then I will come home and eventually I got to get to sleep. I got to be to work at 11 at night. So I'm trying to chillax in between spray painting and the coats. And as they're drying, I'm chilling. But I didn't properly set my um, area. So I had a trash bag out while I was spray painting outside. But I didn't, like, lay anything down to hold the bag. So as the wind kicks, the bag blows. So I come outside. The bag is, like, matted over the helmet. And it kind of dried with it. So I'm trying to put it off gently, but some of the bag got dried in with the paint. I'm just like, oh, how am I do this? So I'm like, maybe I can slightly buff it, sand it. It's not working. So I'm like, can I paint over it? And it just started getting mucky. It wasn't even, it wasn't smooth. I'm just like, I just ruined this man's motorcycle helmet. You know? <laughs> so I was discouraged. I was done. I was cussing myself out back and forth in the house. I was over it. I was done with art. <laughs> I was done with art, clothes, materials, whatever. I'm just going to work a nine to five the rest of my life. Never paint again. I talked to him about it. Of course, he's very understanding. He's like one of the best male mentors I have outside of my own dad. And as a courtesy, I just ordered a new one. It wasn't super expensive. It was on Amazon. But the point was just because it was the principles, I ordered a new one and I took my time. I probably said it, based it, took my time, set my area right, got it done and got it to him. So moral of the story is even if you got a lot going on, take a deep breath and know what you're working on at that moment. Because I was tired from working at night then community class, then this. I probably should have got some rest first, but I was trying to do too much at once. So it wasn't necessarily a time crunch, but I was trying to knock it out. And, you know, you can't rush art, just like with a lot of crafts and a lot of businesses. So take your time, because even though you put much energy into one, you got to make sure you put 100% in everything. And if you don't have 100% at that moment, just kind of figure out how you can because errors will come and you may not know how to handle them. Absolutely. Absolutely well said, man. And I, I think one of the other things too, it's like when, when you have somebody who is so close to you, someone you look up to, someone who is a mentor, um, you know, someone who's, who's a male figure in your life close to, you know, next to your father, I think it is important for you to, to want to be able to showcase your best skills especially yeah. if it's something that's outside mm -hmm. of your nine to five, you know, it's something that's a passion for you. It's something that drives you, that gives you that type of energy. But I know, you know, in, in all of that, um, you know, our time is limited, you know, every single day we're, we're, we're being pulled in so many directions. You said you're, you're a father too, you're a husband, you're, you're working a nine to five, you're, you're, you're also following your passion here. How do you find that work-life balance? Mm -hmm. So, my theory is when my family's awake, I want to be available. Mm -hmm. I've never been a type to shut the door and work because I know people who have parents like that. And I've seen that stuff. And it's like, you don't know what kind of emotional gap you can build between your kids. So when they're awake, my wife's awake, I'm available. I normally do not paint until they're asleep. Um, especially now that I work from home, it's actually a lot better because I get like maybe an extra hour and a half. I can kind of stay up because I don't really have to commute like I did before uh, COVID hit. So once they're asleep, I take a little 30 minutes, get myself together. And then that's when I work on my art. Uh, and it's just honestly just out of necessity of what's important. You know what I'm saying? Like my family's important. So I get time to myself when I work. I get time when, you know, I'm with my wife, I'm with my kids. So I never want my job or business to take away from them. 
So I've never been the type to shut the door. I'm working, you know, maybe depending on like the time frame, I, my the wife will take them out and they go out to eat or play or something. I'll work on it. But when we're home or when we're together, I'm hundred percent available. So once they're asleep, you know, I can grind it out two, three hours, depending on how big the project is and really focus. I normally have something playing on TV because I don't like to work in silence. It actually like feels weird to me, like I'm trying to study or something. So I have to have something on in the background that I could just laugh at. Not something I'm like actually trying to watch to understand a plot, but just something I can laugh at, like the Wayne's Brothers or the Jamie Foxx show. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like Netflix in the background, I can laugh at it as I'm painting. And then, you know, before you know it, maybe 11, 30, 12 hit, uh, take a shower, get some sleep. And then, you know, we're up and we're back at it. So I, that kind of balance for me feels more healthy because you got to think about it. I'm at work all day. So my wife, the boy, they're at school all day. They won't see me till this evening. And if I paint as soon as I get off of work, they might not see me until like five minutes in the bedtime. Mm-hmm. So when, when, when are they going to see that? So yeah. I never wanted to be that type. Um, of uh, father because you know my dad always made time for me so uh, even with doing his music he always was able to walk me to school in the morning he was always able to walk pick me up from school uh cook get my mom's uh doing something and you know just play and stuff stuff like that so I want to be that same dad for my kids so even though I'm working on my craft that's not going to take away from my time with y'all yeah that's that's dope that's that's really dope to hear uh, I, I would I would just like to ask a question for you for from like, you know, what you said about making that time for yourself mm-hmm. and the importance of it, uh, because as we all all of us know here, you know, you can't really be anything for anyone else if you don't have yourself right and like trying to balance that time. So, you know, being a, a you know, full time parent, uh, full time spouse, uh, full time employee, uh, you know, entrepreneur, uh, how, how do you find that time to balance it in to, to keep keep you level-headed to keep you to where you need to be so that you can continue to develop for yourself too like what would you say to those out there that are listening for for that sort of advice from your experience uh make the most make the most of every minute um for example if you're working a nine to five let's say most of us are working remotely i know for myself personally um Working nine to five remotely has been better because I'm kind of in my realm. I'm in my home, in my element. I can kind of brainstorm comfortably about what I got going on, what I'm doing. So I'm a big brainstormer. You know, any free time I have, if I can't physically do it, I'm always mapping it out. Like I can look at the shoes I need to paint, not necessarily paint them yet because I'm working, but look at them and look at the panels, look at the shape of it, you know, look at a picture of design I got on my phone. If a call comes in, okay, focus on the call, I'm doing my job. So once it's time for me to paint, I already kind of got it mapped out what I want to do. So even if you can't be where you need to be or what you need to do physically, always have it up here. You don't want to wait to sit at the table because now you got an hour of thinking or figure out what you're trying to do. But for me personally, I'm such a big brainstormer when it comes to my art. I can think about it all day and it doesn't interrupt anything I'm doing. So once it's time for me to actually pick up this brush and paint, I already kind of know what I want to do. Like, even if it's just me Googling images of the anime character they want me to put on there, I look at the best images that really portray the anime character best. Those are already downloaded on my phone and I'll create the stencil, what have you, print it out, whatever I need to do with that. Um, like I said, now that I'm working from home, I can ask the shoe in my hand. I can physically hold the shoe and look at it. Oh, you know what? If I put this color on this side, then the Nike suit should be this color so it don't overlap and they blend well. And by the time I get to painting, I've already got it blueprinted in my head. I don't really write down my ideas a lot or ever. I don't really, because I know there's a lot of uh, custom artists who use like Photoshop to kind of sketch out or do a pre-design of how it looks. I just need to look at the shoe. The only time I ever did a mock-up was because it was a request. They wanted to see a mock-up of how I'm going to approach it. I was like, yeah, no problem. I just took a picture of the shoe, use an app, did a mock-up. But any mock-up is in my head. And I just really like having my gears turned at all times. So, you know, if you're an artist, chef, or whatever, just really just 
take some time to really mentally prepare yourself. You have to be mentally prepared before you do anything physical. So take that time to mentally prepare yourself before you sit down at the table, get to it, because you don't want to figure out, all right, finally off the clock, kids asleep. But what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? So you want to already be ready in mind to really get it. Like, as soon as I get off, as soon as the kids sleep, this is what I'm going to do. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that, bro. I mean, I, we've, like I said, we've, we've looked at your page. We've seen a lot of the work you've done from sneakers to jackets, home decor. There's so many different projects that you've been a part of so far, man. What, what would you say was your most rewarding project that you had? What was your what was your favorite and most rewarding? Ah, that's tough. That's tough, man. Because all of them, all of them look great. When I step back and look at it, I'm like, man, I made that. Yeah. If I had to think about it, one of the most rewarding ones would probably have to be okay, it's a couple. I'm biased. You see the you see the joy in that? You yeah, see I know. Like, I, feel, man, I feel it. I feel it. Great thing. <laughs> yeah. so the first one, one of the first ones, was for my my brother Keith. I know him from Walmart. We used to work together in the receiving department. Um, he had developed this brand called Broken World to kind of represent, you know, just uh, just the state of the world of 2020 and all the craziness with that. And he wanted to rep his brand on some shoes. The reason that was so rewarding is because it wasn't like he asked for an anime character. He asked for his own specific brand. And he loved them. It's almost like I took one of his shirts and wrapped it around a shoe. It was these Air Force Ones mitts. Um, if you look through them, they got, they're black and white. They got the globe uh, kind of bleeding, crying on the toe cap, the bear and the pig on the side, piggy bank. So it was rewarding because, you know, he's a small brand business owner, but I was able to make these Nikes new, never before seen. Because if you look at some of the customs I did, you can Google and there's other people who've done customs like Lilo and Stitch or certain anime characters. But for him, you're not going to find any other shoes like this because no one else has that, you know, that 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 design because it's his own brand. So it's rewarding how happy he was because he's rocking that brand with his shirt, you know? Um, the next one would probably be, uh, of course, the ones I did for my wife because they represented all the support she gives me. Um, I made them for her Christmas. Uh, there was some slip-on canvas slides and uh, she really just loved them because, you know, it was just it was just something for her just to show the support that she does for me. I appreciate um, as far as skill set. I will say when I did these Baby Yoda X uh, Mandalorian Galaxy ones, that was kind of one of the first ones where I had to kind of do a character that's well known. So now it's like, uh oh, all right, let me look at this. Let me see how I could do this. Let me see how I can approach this, you know, pick up some skills and tips. Cause I know how to draw, I know how to sketch out, but how can I do this on the shoe? Cause you can't really erase like you want to on paper. So it gotta be exact. So once I started working with it, sketched it out, designed it, painted it, looked at it, and people respond. So I was like, okay, I can really do this. I can do characters on these shoes. So, and people always tell me the more I've been doing, the more my skills have been growing. So I've reached like new heights. Like another pair of shoes I did with my wife was, I think this was a 2020, 4th of July of 2020. I did these Nikes for her tropical. Once you had warm colors, once you had cool colors. And that was the first time I really did a fade and I did it by hand. People was like, did you airbrush? No, I didn't even know how to use airbrush yet. I didn't start airbrushing until like maybe two years ago. Wow. <laughs> so it was like, man, you did that by hand. I was like, yeah. <laughs> so that was a reward because it shows that I, I, I enjoy that not having something doesn't limit me. Like I didn't have a cricket silhouette cutter. So I did hand stencils. I carefully cut out paper, made it work how best I can. So that ingenuity made me proud too. And 
you know, different examples of like, of just showing how my skills have grown. The most recent shoes I was most happy was, was the ones I did for, uh, I don't know if y'all are familiar with anime, Demon Slayer. And I did these other ones for Deku, My Hero Academia. Man, looking back at those and the love I got, I was like, yo, ain't no character I can't do. Flex. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yo, ain't no character I can't do. Like, one person told me in my DM, they was like, you look like you cut Deku out of a newspaper or something and glued him on the side of that shoe, bro. And I was like, yo, thank you, man. I love recording the process, even if it's just like a quick clip or YouTube video to show I did this, like watch my hand work, man. So those are examples of reward because they're like not only a passionate moment, but just just happy of like how my skills have grown. Wow. What what would be a goal project for you? I, I know as an artist, I'm sure there's. There's somebody out there that you would love to work with in the future, whether it's it's somebody not as well known or a superstar. Do you have anybody in mind that you'd want to work with on a project? As like another um, artist or just just somebody you would work for, like someone you would have as a client. So I've always, always, always thought about what if some random celebrity pops up in my DM, how would I react? Um I don't know. I guess if I had to make a list, I'd be happy if like Dwayne The Rock Johnson popped up because he's a passionate guy. I know he would give me so much love. If I did it right. He asked me to put like, because you know he got the um the Under Armour yeah. and going with this bull logo. So if he asked me to do some something with that logo, that would be amazing. Um, I used to love uh Rob Deerdeck from Robin Big. Yeah. Love watching Fantasy Factory. So if he wanted to do right. something like some of his DC shoes or something to commemorate anniversary, man, that will be tight. Honestly, any verified celebrity, I wouldn't, you know, I would be happy. <laughs> this might take me to another level. Um, but those are some of the ones that come to mind at first. <laughs> good stuff, That's, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, see. Oh, I just, I just, I just thinking on that, um, you know, it's a good takeaway, uh, just reflecting on what you were saying about, um, you know, just making sure that you keep your mind locked in and glued into what needs to happen, because it was like a, like a tunnel vision, right? Like you're focused on the objective of your day to day, but you're still finding a way to invest into you yeah. um, about a part of keeping like the fuel to fire of what's your passion. Because it, it's, it's you, it's unique to, to you and, and it showcases in, in, in your artistry and uh, the gift that you give to the world and the uniqueness of delivering it, you know, custom to just you. Like, so yeah. that, so it's, it's so dope to be able to, to, to do something like that and to manifest something from your thoughts. And, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a rare talent that not everyone can easily do. Uh, and you do it very well, man. Um, so yeah, I'd imagine like having someone like that, one of those verified celebrity sliding to the DM, be like, you can, can you hook me up with that? Like, you know it's what? a manifestation. Yeah, Dave Chappelle is another one. Oh yeah, Dave Chappelle yeah. is definitely one of my mount much more of comics. I know mm. a lot of people share different opinions about him, but since day one, I've always loved that man. Since Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and yeah. I've noticed he's always worn, as of lately, worn Air Force Ones in the special. And I was, I was like, yo, if Dave Chappelle asked me to do some Air Force Ones with his Chappelle Show logo and other stuff, I will be livid. Like he's one of my goats, and everything he does, you know, knowing he's from DC too, seeing how the man talks and thinks. Yeah, that would be one too that had me like a very happy person. <laughs> so, Dave, so Dave, if you ever come across this, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, you know I mean, Dave is active I'm on the socials, man. Like Air Force Ones, man. Let me do something. <laughs> he is, look, he is active on the socials, man, and and so is Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and you know anybody else who be who would be looking at this and want something customized i mean this is the man right here to do it man and and speaking of that man what is next for neoman so i am working on some shoes at the moment i've been taking my time with these because other commissions have come in as i'm doing them so they've been kind of a passion project of taking my time with them doing it as i go and then when commissions come in i take a break from them 
So these are some, I'm still trying to decide what I want to do with them. Um, buddy of mine, John, uh, who's a brother from another mother, basically gave me some kicks and they didn't fit. He was like, you know, if you ever just want to paint the paint, um, you can have these. They don't really fit me that good. So do whatever you want with them. So I had them for the longest time, almost a year, and I couldn't decide what I want to do with them. And then I remember a lot of love I got for uh, this phone case I did. I did a graffiti style. And I actually like doing graffiti style because I love doing the brick wall, you know, doing different shades, brown or orange. And then you just do the lines like a, uh, layers of bricks. And then you just pretty much do your own wacky designs on those graffiti. There's no wrong way to do them. So I was like, oh, you know what? What am I doing on these? So these... My current babies are not done yet. So this is a special sneak preview. I uh, wish I could show y'all a picture of how they look before, but they used to be, to give you an idea, the soles were white, actually off because they were like super dingy. Um, these some uh, uh, Nike uh, SBs, Dunk Lows. They was like a weird olive, close to forest green, with like a dingy black and I just really took time and I've been capturing all the footage so you can really start recreate them. So when I'm done, I don't know if I'm going to put these for sale or giveaway, but so these are some graffiti joints I'm working on. <laughs> yeah, and the concept I'm going for is I want you to feel like that same feeling when you walk across an abandoned building and all these different artists tagged it. I didn't want it to look like one person Ooh. worked on it. I wanted it to look like different people have come across these walls and put their own tag on it. So I'm not done yet because I wanted to put more on it. Not too much to cover the brick, but just enough to look like these walls have been tagged by different people. So I'm putting some stuff on the sides where you see these blank and just brick. But yeah, man, so it started out, I blacked the soles, so the soles are black, to kind of make it pop. And originally, I wasn't going to do all brick wall, I was just going to do panels, but as more I looked at, I was like, you know what, let's do the whole shoe brick, and then just do different designs on them. Oh my God. So, That's I feel That's like it's a thumbnail. When you do Nikes, you got to do something crazy with a swoosh. I mm. like this one more because, you know, it looks like the spray can is spraying it. Oh, yeah. The cloud. Mm. I see. Yeah, look at the detail <laughs> in that, guys. Sheesh. The galaxy yeah, on this one. Man. You know, so I didn't want it to look like one person did it. I just wanted to give that feel of, like, all this random graffiti and paint on this brick wall, this abandoned building. So I think I'm reaching that concept. I'm still trying to decide what else to put on there along with like what laces. And like I say, if I'm feeling good, I might do a giveaway. I did a giveaway before and that was a fun giveaway. It was, uh, it was these really small, small uh, ones, Jordan ones. They were like, I think they were like size four C. Wow. And of course, none of my boys, neither one of my boys can fit them. So I was like, man, let me do a giveaway because it would take next to nothing to paint these. So I did a little riddle. I gave a clue and I was like, leave your mark on this post if you figure out the clue and first person get a one. Uh, Shanae, uh sister from, uh, she actually go, she, she went to French from Edison too. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, she got it right. And then I told her like, whatever you want to do with the shoes i'm going to do that for free no cost to you and she did mini mouse so that was a fun project to do because for me it's not always about profit i definitely want income for my work but sometimes i just like the idea to create it's sometimes hard for me some days to think about what i want to paint which is why i'm enjoying this so much because this was of my own thinking mm -hmm. but if someone gives me a direction like what they want that's fun so i'm waiting for somebody to ask me to do ninja turtle because i'm a ninja turtles fan so i die or so you know what i'm saying yeah. like, i'm waiting for somebody to dm me uh somebody just dm me about doing lilo and stitch again uh the brother i did the uh demon slayer shoes for he wants a character from one piece another anime okay. so it's just it's just it's it's good to get income from it but just the ride of people hit me up yo can you do this can you do that that in itself is a fun ride and rewarding also i gotta say man 
that <laughs> is some seriously incredible talent, bro. Thank you. Like bro. I seeing that, I mean, I, I don't think I've seen some of that in person and being able to put an artist to their art is something that, you know, it's, <laughs> it's an amazing connection to have and, and seeing what you were able to do from your creative mind and make something like that. I know that you've been cultivating that mind over the years, man, because something like that, you don't, you don't pick up right away. This all takes a lot of practice, a yeah. lot of time invested, <laughs> man, a lot of talent there, bro. And I, I would want, I would want to ask you, at least for our audience, our community who, for some of them right now, they are trying out their own things based on the talents that they have. And, you know, maybe they're struggling, maybe they're having a hard time really connecting. Maybe they don't have that support system. What's some advice that you would give to them in order for them to keep grinding and keep building and keep following that passion? Uh, so a few things, because I've been asked this before. The first thing I feel like, and if you really think about it and put your mind to it, is really important, is that there's an old saying I've heard, if you watch water on a pot, it will never boil. Mm. And really think about how you make some instant ramen. You know, I know y'all probably, you know, work out a lot healthy. Y'all don't eat that now, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we on the struggle bus right now. So listen, man. You seen gas lately? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know everybody's trying to, you know, change up their lifestyle, what they eat. But at one point, y'all ate ramen. So if you had to wait for that water to boil, you ever sat there and watched it? Me personally, I moved around and did other stuff and I came back, it was ready to go. But if you actually sat there and looked at water as soon as you cut the light on and wait for it, that first bubble, just think about how long it's going to feel like watching it wait, like watching paint dry. So I was definitely, definitely had a bad habit of as soon as I upload a post, let me see how many likes I get. You know what I'm saying? When I wake up, first thing I do, how many likes I get? Is anybody in my DMs? Just ride the wave. Keep doing what you're doing. And before you know it, stuff's going to kick off and stuff's going to go. But if you sit there and wait, you're going to get discouraged like that. Because people think now, and you got to remember, the market is saturated. So some stuff might not kick off as quick. So if you see somebody do a TikTok and it got 30,000 views, 3 million likes and you upload a TikTok and that first hour you don't get to 30 likes. Okay. Just, just ride away. Keep doing what you're doing. And before you know it, something might go viral because they had to for them. They didn't have a special TikTok platinum account where TikTok just sent it to a, millions of people for them to like it. It doesn't work like that. Some stuff is more viral than others. So, you know, social media is great, but it's also bad because I know for my field, the market is very saturated. So don't sit there and wait for things to, you know, reach this high expectation that as soon as you upload this video on YouTube or post on Instagram, it's going to kick off and you're going to get immediately thousands of followers and likes and stuff like that. Just ride the wave. Keep doing what you're doing. Remember why you're doing it. It's not always about the fame. It's not always about the income. Make sure you also put your focus on the passion. You know, if this is going to be your sole income, that's great. Grind it out. Keep working. But don't lose your passion. Because if that, because I had a post who had like three likes. And not only that, and I can go into the story if we had time, my page actually got hacked. I'm actually starting over. So, oh, wow. yeah, my last page had, I want to say almost 1,580 followers. Oh, I was man. living a high life in my perspective. You know, that's not a lot compared to other, I guess, artists. But for me, I was like, damn, 1,580 people following me. You know, on a regular basis, I was getting 40, 50 likes. So it got hacked. I got kicked down. I had to start over. And when you start a new Instagram account, you don't really get no real type of bandwidth. Because when you upload a new post on day one, you'll get all these spam people liking your stuff yeah. uh, promoted on this. They'll start DMing you. Hey, sign up for promotions and likes. And, you know, you just feel like a spam page. No one's ever going to see you, but I kept pushing. And now I'm at back at uh, 730 and I'm actually starting to get real views. Um, my reels are getting real views and likes and recognition. And I just, I didn't quit, you know, I just kept pushing. And that's the whole point. 
because I was getting the scratch. I was like, y'all got to start over from from 1580 back down to zero. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't let it discourage me. And I didn't watch the water boil. I just kept doing what I'm doing. And every so often I check back and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get traffic again. You know, you do it once, you could do it again. So my piece of advice is don't watch and wait for things to go where you want to go. Um, the next thing is there is no failure if you tried. Mm. If you went out and tried to get a customer and you put everything you had into it and it was with someone else, you're not a failure. They just wasn't for you. I don't feel like a failure when I put my all into something. If I truly put everything I had into something, if I truly put 100% dedication, didn't try to finagle it, didn't try to fake it, didn't try to half-ass it because I didn't feel like doing it, and it did work out and they weren't happy, I'm not a failure. They just went for me. So I know a lot of people who started small are worried about, are they going to like my jewelry? Are they going to like my uh, cakes? Are they going to like my candles they may they may not you got to remember out of billions of people in the world your demographic may be one percent of that but that one percent of billions and billions is thousands of thousands i'm doing my math correctly so not every person you come across is going to be like yo let me spend five hundred dollars on you <laughs> that doesn't mean you're a failure that just means they are for you but just like there's two people not interested, there's two more who are. So you're never going to be a failure as long as you put everything you have into what you're doing. Uh, last piece of advice for entrepreneurs, if out of anything else is, I think kind of sums up with everything I said already. It's just don't forget why you're doing it. Don't forget why you're doing it and go in knowing why you're doing it. Because I've talked to people and the only reason they want to do their own business is because they don't want to work. Mm. And it's so funny because it's like they don't want to wake up at six in the morning, get ready and go clock in. But you got to understand, if you're running your own business, you might have to wake up at three in the morning. Depending on what you're doing, what product you're selling, you might have to meet up with distribution at a certain time. You might have to be up late with other people trying to get certain deals. And you know what I'm saying? You're going to be... Instead of the comfort behind this CAD register or behind this desk, you're going to be ripping and running. You may not have money for Uber, so you're going to be ripping and running trying to fulfill orders. Keep in mind, even if you're working at somewhere like Walmart, Sam Walton put his work in. That's why he got all these stores around the whole country. You're 1% of his business. He already had it established, already had it set to go. You came in and you're working for him. So don't think you about to be this big boss smoking a cigar, money just flowing in. You got your legs crossed across the desk. Nah, you about to put in work. So if this ain't really what you want to do because your supervisor pissing you off and you just want to you want to call them, quit, roll over and sleep. Nah, that's not it's not for you. But there are some people who made to work for other people. There's nothing wrong with that. I still work my nine to five. I'm not ever see myself in the next five years quitting my job because the supplies a lot for me because our supplies aren't cheap. So if the only reason you want to start a business so that you don't have to go work a nine to five, be sure you really know what you're getting into because you're going to be working even harder. And then every dime going to feel like so important because not only you got to pay your bills, but now you got to pay for your business. You're making cakes. How are you going to pay for that cake batter? How are you going to pay for that sugar? You're making jewelry. How are you going to pay for those stones? You make it all these all natural products because that's a new thing. All natural products, all natural uh, shakes and food, all natural incense and oil. That stuff not cheap. How you going? How you going to supply it? <laughs> listen, you are on. You are speaking nothing but the truth. You dropping so many. Listen, I just had to take a moment. You're dropping so many gems right now, man. It may fly over some folks' heads, but when you come back and look at this episode, like. Wow, I, I, I'm just speaking <laughs> you, right on. I just, just had to mention that for those who aren't like watching this, just visually see what where it was happening. But like, guys, if you're listening in, like, take a moment to just stop and dissect some of what was just said to you. Because this, this is true. It's really true, especially because as an entrepreneur, it takes everything you've got. It's going to take everything you have. And as you said, put it perfectly, 
Like if you, if you if you don't have the consistency to work for another to learn your craft or what you need to do to be diligent, then it, you won't be successful for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you won't. Uh, it comes hand in hand. So like you're so spot on with everything that you, you're giving, man. You're dropping. Jay, how you feel? Like so many gems you drop. <laughs> Bro, I'm like, I'm speechless again. I'm speechless. It's it's crazy. It's crazy because this is all going to be available for everybody to hear. And the, the fact that you mentioned nine to five, I'm, I'm always thinking it's when, when you leave that nine to five, it's going to turn into a 5 a.m. and a 9 p.m. You know what I'm saying? You're always going to be on call. There's always going to be fires you need to put out. So you're absolutely right. I think I think what's happened in the industry a lot is that a lot of people who are trying to sell that sort of lifestyle on social media, they're putting it out. They're like, bro, you're going to be in the, you're going to be on the beach, get a laptop on your lap, got a, got a mimosa or pina colada sitting next to you on the table. You're just kicking back and money's just rolling. It is not even close to that, man. man. It's not even close to that. And I'm, I am so happy you were able to say that, especially someone who's coming from the artistic side, somebody who's out here grinding each and every day following their passions and they're 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 just making things happen and a lot of that has to go with the action that you've taken and throughout your whole life you've been able to do that up until now man and and look we were blessed to be able to find you we're blessed to be able to have you on this podcast and share your life share your goals and share your dreams man and for our audience out there who may be looking for you how exactly can they find you so my biggest platform that they could find me would be Neom the Raw Talent on Instagram. Literally my first name, N-I-A-H-M as a music, U, the Raw Talent, one word. Uh, there's my old page. It may pop up. It's going to have a bunch of underscores in it. It's going to look all weird. That's not me anymore. That's my old page. The hackers got it. They can have it. Um, my profile picture is going to be black and white with me. Um, it's literally one word, Niamu, the raw talent. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I have a YouTube channel. I haven't uploaded it, anything lately, because the market is so saturated. I was like, you know what? I'll just focus on Instagram. But if you want to look up um, my YouTube video, same thing, Niamu, the raw talent. Um, also, please, um, if you have time, look up Instagram for Biz shout out. Uh, B is in boy, I is in igloo, Z is in zebra, shout outs. That's where I actually shout out other small businesses. Um, during the uh, pretty much the end of 2020 and Christmas, I was really starting a big shout out page because I noticed, you know, COVID had a lot of people starting side hustles. And I was just proud of everybody, you know, in a time where you can pretty much do nothing but be depressed. I, I noticed a lot of people I knew personally was on a grind, man, entrepreneurs. And it was just so much. Uh, lifestyle goods, mediation, smell goods, cakes, other artists. And I just really started to kind of dedicate shouting them out when I saw they had special promotions and stuff. I'll try to screenshot and share it. You know, my goal was to make it just a big platform for black owned and just even just overall small business owners. So I got to get back on that because I see my people are still hustling. So if you have a time, also follow that page, check it out, because there's a lot of great services, a lot of great people I know personally who's like just doing a thing pretty much in any type of industry you could think of. So please also follow that page bit on Instagram, biz shout outs, B-I-Z shout outs. And then, of course, myself, Niamh, the raw talent. Much appreciated, bro. And and, and look, I mean, I, I know there's some people out there who maybe joining the Acromas podcast for the very first time. Um, we're seeing this wonderful talent that we have on here. Um, we want to welcome you back. Of course, this is episode 74 now, which means there's 73 others that you need to catch up on. But if you're here and you came and it's your first time, we want to thank you for joining us. However, for those who have been here before and they still do not know how to spell our name, they don't know anything about our brand, they don't know who we are, I'm going to spell it out for you real quick. A C H R O M O U S. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you are watching this once again, ladies and gentlemen, it means you are watching all of our beautiful faces on YouTube. Here's what I need you to do I need you to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. So the next time that you hop on YouTube and you're scrolling down your feed, You'll see Niamu, you'll see J.H. Gibbons, you'll see Will C. And most of all, ladies and gentlemen. It's the 74th time, the 74 weeks straight. We've been telling you this. It's free to do so. Make sure you subscribe, guys. 
if you if you like our content, show us how much you love it, how much you appreciate it. Share it. Pass that on to someone else that can benefit from these gems that was just dropped today because there was a galore of them. So I know I'm personally going to go back and I'm going to feed off of all this that I just got. So I'm really happy. I'm feeling like it's Christmas Day. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about all of that. So please make sure to subscribe to our content, guys. Pass it along. Each one, teach one. That's what we're doing here with you today. Amazing, bro. And, and look, next week, real quick, I, I want to let you guys know that we will be touching base on a certain subject that I think we kind of touched base this week as well, Niamh. We we talked about our dreams. We talked about our goals, our passions. But sometimes there may be something that we don't end up following earlier on in our life. And then we look back and we said, damn, our lives would be so much more different if we did just that. So next week, what we'll do is we'll be touching on our biggest regret. Um, I think that'll be a great episode to watch, to listen to, to be a part of. Um, so tune in next week as well in the Acromas podcast where we, we touch base on that. Ladies and gentlemen, Niamu, we want to thank you once again for joining us on episode it's 74. Been it's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise, and man. Likewise. Absolutely, bro. And until next week, it's your boy, J.H. Gibbons. I'm going to see. Peace. Peace.